Welcome to a new episode of the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. This week, we're excited to present a conversation with actress Francois Lebrun, who appeared in Jean Eustache's 1973 masterpiece, The Mother and the Whore. And we also welcome producer of the film's new restoration, Charles Guillebert. The Mother and the Horror will be opening in our theaters in a new 4K restoration as part of The Dirty Stories of Jean Eustache, a 12-film retrospective of the French director's work from June 23rd through July 13th in our theaters, courtesy of FLC and Janus Films. Tickets are on sale now for each Eustache film in the retrospective at filmlink.org slash E-U-S-T-A-C-H-E. After the French New Wave, the Sexual Revolution, and May 1968, came The Mother and the Whore, the legendary autobiographical magnum opus by Eustache that captured a disillusioned generation navigating the post-idealism 1970s within the microcosm of a menage a trois. Transmitting his own sex life to the screen with startling immediacy, Eustache achieved an intimacy so deep it cuts. This new restoration premiered last year in the revival section of the 60th edition of the New York Film Festival. Don't miss The Mother and the Whore, opening in our theaters June 23rd. Now please enjoy the conversation between Francois Lebrun, Charles Guilbert, and FLC Senior Director of Programming, Florence Almozini. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you for staying. Uh, I know... It's quite a long film, and it's quite emotionally uh, something that's heavy to absorb, uh, but we're really, really excited to be able to bring to the stage the wonderful actress, Françoise Lebrun, and she will be accompanied by uh, Charles Gilibert and Nicolas Elliott. So, where did they go? <laughs> And Charles Gilibert is also back, and we have Nicolas Elliot to help with translation, and Françoise doesn't have a microphone. Uh, thank you so much. So I'm just going to ask uh, both of you a couple of questions, and then we can open it up to the audience, because it's such an incredible opportunity to have you here and to talk about this monumental film that is uh, Mother and the Whore. Um, and one thing that maybe uh, we can discuss with Charles and maybe your interaction on this too, it's the movie has been for a really long time very difficult to see, uh, both in France and, the, and in the US. Uh, there was a lot of issues in preserving the work and making it available. Uh, you became recently the head of uh, Film du Losange, which is a quite well-known uh, film company in France that has produced a lot of films from uh, the new wave and post-new wave, and is still a uh, very vital uh, movie distribution and production in France. Uh, so can you talk about uh, how you managed to get the project off the ground in terms of uh, restoring the film and sharing them so we can now see Mother and Whore, the rest of Eustache, and bringing them to festival and releases. Um, well, very, very simply, we, um, maybe you saw in the credits that Film du Losange is, is part uh, of the producers. So the company uh, that uh, we bought last year, so it's very recent, uh, was involved uh, in 
to the production, uh, Barbet Schroeder and Eric Romer um, created Film du Losange 60 years ago, and uh, Barbet helped in a way for the financing of uh, The Mom and the War. Uh, so for me it was, uh, I saw this film, I was 20 years old, it's really something which is uh, very important f uh, in my connections with cinema and uh, uh, and uh, I mean for different reasons. So my first question when uh, I arrived at Film du Losange was why the film is not into the company, what happened, it's impossible to see it and uh, and and uh, they just told me that the, the son Boris didn't want uh, the film to be screened actually and to be distributed so I asked for a meeting and we discussed and uh, I don't know, I think we were lucky, it was a, a good moment. Uh, and I think the fact that, um, because when when I heard about the moment the war, people was int were introducing it like, you know, it's this kind of film where the director just did one film. And it, it kept in, it was in my mind like this during maybe 10 years until I, I found Les Photos d'Alice, uh, Les Petites Amoureuses, les, uh, le, le, le Père Noël a les yeux bleus, enfin, uh, and all those films which are incredible, uh, very modern, very strong, very powerful. Um, so that that was my discussion with Boris, you know, there is uh, Jean Stage is a huge director, huge artist, people are not aware of it, it's a moment because after it will be too late, uh, and we want to show those films. It's not just about about this one. So we we uh, he agreed. Uh, we we made it happen. And I, and after uh, I'm an, I was so in a enthusiastic with the idea to share uh, this film to restore it that uh, we 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 jumped into it. We called back some of the people who worked on the film and they, they worked on the restoration, you know, we, we, we put big, a lot of people on it and, uh, and the idea was to, to show the film in Cannes for the opening of the festivals, of the festivals, that's what we did. And uh, the old Stash Library was, um, I mean, it's very powerful to, to put words on the work of a director like this uh, and uh, to try to, to put words on what he did, on uh, what what is his work, what it means today, what it has been. So we, we were lucky enough to 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 work on it, and uh, and to sell the film all over the world. That's how Janus Criterion bought it for the U.S. Um, so that's and in France it was released in um, theaters in June. It did uh, th uh, thirty five thousand. Uh, Ticket, which is very big for um, for release, you know, uh, this kind of film, and um, so that's that's what we did. Um, thank you, uh, Françoise. Were you involved in bringing it back in the negotiation, or were you at all involved in the restoration also? And was your knowledge of the film? Um, since you worked on it, uh, and really important for the work of the restoration. Si j'ai bien compris la question, je ne suis pas intervenue du tout au moment du, des négociations euh, qui ont eu lieu. Uh, if I understood the question correctly, I didn't participate in the negotiations between Charles and Jean Eustache's heir at all. 
I was very moved that this film was going to stop being invisible, and especially because this is a film that nearly disappeared. I had first intervened some 20 years ago when the production company that was responsible for the film at the time went bankrupt. And I happened to hear about this, and so I called a lawyer and I said, we have to do something because if the company goes bankrupt, that means the negative disappears. This is a film that I wanted to be alive, that I wanted visible, so I'm very happy that today the film is back, and not only just this film, but the entire very important filmography of Jean Eustache. It's really something that makes me joyous. Sorry, we're talking business. <laughs> uh, so you've been able to rewatch the film Restored, uh, Francoise. I think maybe you saw it in Cannes and you've been able to rewatch it. Uh, do you think it's, or do you realize how impactful it's still today when people see the film? Which is probably was a shock in 1973, but I think today when you watch the film, it's still just as strong. Vous avez deux questions là, entre euh, comment j'ai ressenti le film restauré. Well, you've asked me two questions. One is how I felt about seeing the film restored, and the other is about the original reception of the film when it premiered at Cannes, which was a very tumultuous reception. And then there's what happened this year when the film was presented at Cannes, which was a tremendously moving moment because I was there surrounded by an army of people who had disappeared. You know, time had done its work. So, the first time that we screened the film, people couldn't deal with the film's vocabulary. They didn't tolerate, in a sense. And there was also the fact that the president of the jury, who is Madame Ingrid Bergman, an actress I love, at least in the films of Rossellini, hated the film, which made me very sad. Now, re-watching these images, they've lost the fog of the past. And it's like seeing these images reappear with different sounds and different feelings. And it's always the same thing when you see a film again after many years, it's a different film. So for instance, in this sequence at the end of the film, when Veronica is in the hospital with Jean-Pierre Léo, or Alexandre, and she hits him with the bag, I was surprised by the violence of my character. I was surprised by the movements of the bags, of the bag. There's things that we forget that we've done that we rediscover like this. I'd also like to add that I saw this new version, the restored version, as a documentary on Paris, because Paris has changed a great deal. There are so many places that don't exist anymore. For instance, the drugstore, the store, Le Drugstore, no longer exists. And so that aspect is something that I really reacted to strongly, because the film is a witness to time. Uh, you said something really um, interesting at the beginning. Uh, you described the film uh, very simply. And I think we should have used it as a blurb, which was A loves B, we love C. And that's a sort of a summary of, of the film in a way. Uh, do you want to elaborate a little bit on... Uh... <laughs> well, it's because I, I usually say that uh, uh, that film is half 
Céline, the writer, and half Racine, the author, because of the vocabulary of uh, Veronica and all the people, could make us think about Céline, and that's the dramaturgy of the film uh, belongs completely to Racine's play. Uh, a loves B, and B loves C, and everybody is unhappy. <laughs> and, and your English uh, is really nice. <laughs> Uh, do you want to talk a little bit um, about the vocabulary and the language that's used in the film? It's very specific of that film, uh, and it's quite different from the other film of Jean Eustache. Uh, this is the one where the language is flowing all the time, and it's really strong in the way the characters are speaking. But if you watch other films by Eustache, and particularly Mes, Mes Petites Amoureuses, My Little Lovers, the use of language is sort of opposite to it. Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, that aspect of the film and maybe um, of the long writing and the long dialogues that came with it for you as an actress? Again, two or three questions. <laughs> okay, so, so the first one, I think that Jean Eustache is a writer and the films are writer's film. And then, uh, then uh, the question about uh, how to speak to anyone is at the center of his work. Because uh, in The Mother and the Whore, Veronica does not stop uh, talking, Alexander non plus, neither, uh, everybody. Uh, but in Les Petites Amoureuses, which is for me the same uh, corner, coin, uh, la même pièce. The uh, same coin? The, the, coin, the, the, uh, the flip la, side of the oui, coin? Oui. Oui. Uh, two faces, the mother and Mes Petites Amoureuses, the, the same, enfin, of the same coin. And it's uh, very often the question of how to be in the world and how can we be in the world with language? Um, if you can talk, you can be accepted. If you don't know how to say things, it's difficult to live. And uh, I think it was the mainstream of that work, that set of, is it clear? Yeah. Oh, merci. Alors, the uh, question after was, c'était quoi la question suivante? No, it was like uh, uh, Jean Eustache. Um, the only actor's direction was uh, musical, because in me, I heard um, the way of talking of the uh, woman who is the character of Veronica. So it's like a melody, you know, and I learned the, the text, uh, trying to find again that, how uh, do um, cette melopée, enfin, cette façon de chanter le texte. The way of singing the text. In a way. Mm. 
You're very well known as an actress for this film, but you also have a very interesting career as an actress because you worked with many, I would say, eccentric directors, people who've had a very special way and sort of unique way of making a filmography. So you work with Marguerite Duras, you worked a lot with Paul Vecchiali, uh, you did a film with uh, Gaspar Noé recently that was seen here, um, and you seem to pick uh, directors for their particularity and not fitting into the mainstream and, and wanted to really stand out as an actress. Is it something that you're conscious of when you pick the role? Or is it the project that comes to you because... No, it's you because I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so you attract uh, insane directors? <laughs> maybe, maybe. No. It's a difficult question because I, I became an actor by, by chance. So, I had no idea of career, and I go on, on that way. Well, it's always wonderful to see you on screen, even if we would like to see more of you. And I really love the performance you gave in the Gaspar Noé Vortex. It's, it's quite a beautiful performance. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to say that it was a pleasure to do that film. <laughs> it was sort of a pleasure to watch it and sort of not as well. <laughs> it, it does both, also both sides of, uh, side of the coin. <laughs> uh, we could take some uh, audience questions for Charles and, and Francoise also. I think we have microphones. Yes, okay, so if someone has, a, and raise your hand because the lights are very bright in front of us, so uh, you need to make, there's, I think there's someone here, yes. So with the Adidas. Um, yeah. uh, first, I love the film and of course your performance in it. Um, there's a lot of like very long takes, you know, the, the big one of course is the monologue at the end and I just want to know, in terms of doing a performance and sustaining that versus something where, there's a lot of cutting and a lot of takes where that would be broken up. What is that like for you as an actress? Is that more challenging? Is that more natural for you um, to sustain just that level of emotion and how it progresses through those takes? L'essentiel Le, de ce que je ressens et de ce que je fais. The essential aspect of what I feel and do when I'm shooting is I follow a text or a situation, by which I mean that I absolutely forget everything about me as a person acting. I forget everything about me. I don't think about me. I go to the other side, the side of the character. And the character can talk for ages or can not talk for a long time. It's the same thing. The thing is to go to the other side. I don't know any better way of saying it. And I'd also like to add this, which is to some extent to do this work of a medium or a psychic of trying to find a little bit of what the director has in his or her head. We didn't talk at all. I learned my lines and then I could, I could feel things. I knew Jean Eustache very well. We spent years together at the Cinematheque and I knew what he liked in cinema. And I tried to find what we had liked in films at the Cinematheque. 
there was no theory of things. We also had a magnificent crew. They were very attentive. They were supportive. I don't really know a better way of putting it. I'll go back to this idea of the psychic. It's a question of feeling. It's like with Vortex. Gaspar and I did not talk much. We didn't do a seminar about the loss of memory. It's the idea of going on an adventure surrounded with people, supported by people, and that's a precious thing. A question for Charles. Uh, you said Boris Eustache didn't want the film to be seen. Uh, why was that? What were his objections to it? Uh, I can't talk for him. Um, it just, um, I think it was part of the dialogue with his father who, uh, who killed himself in 1981. And uh, for, he was pretty young and um, he, had, he had to fix something with it, you know. And uh, he, But he tried. I mean, there were some screenings sometime. The, the, the the big thing with this film is that some, when somebody has seen it, you can, you can, there are three or four ways uh, for him to have seen it. Uh, it was at this date, at this place, or with this Japanese DVD, or this time where it was on TV. Uh, so every one of those screenings were, were an event. And, um, um, and every time Boris was, giving the possibility for people to see the film right after he needed to to hide it you know um and for we were talking uh, at the dinner about that uh, movie uh, piece that you see you know the what the name of it you know l'extrait du film l'extrait du film qui a été rajouté et but in english I don't know. Uh, the idols yeah Ouais. Um, so the Jean Stache was telling, you know, I need to do this cut into the film. Long after it was released, uh, there's this piece that I need to, to cut. And uh, when he died, uh, Boris did this cut. And uh, when um, when we we decided to work together, it was very recent, like a few months ago, there were different things. And I want to put it back because... Yes, he wanted to cut it, but he didn't do it. So it took him 30 years to go to the second step, you know. So I, I don't know. It's um, I, I respect this. Um, he, he had to fix something here. And um, the fact that people were very interested into the mum in the war and uh, talking less about other films was a problem for him. Um, and uh, he has his own idea on how it should be done, and he felt like uh, what people wanted to do was not the good way. And um, he had a lot of arguments with the industry, you know, uh, literally all the companies in the French industry tried to get those films. So I don't know, it became a long story to the point where everybody forgot, uh, forgot it and uh, didn't try anymore. So... It's a little mysterious, uh, but I, I think he really liked uh, Les Films du Losange did a great work to restore Eric Romer, uh, Jacques Rivette. Uh, I mean, a lot of those uh, great authors that, uh, I mean, Jean Estache knew pretty well. Um, again, it's a company which was close of Jean Estache for different reasons. 
Um, there's a person at Film de Los Angeles called Regine Vial, uh, who does a lot for cinema, if, even if you, you don't see her. Uh, and uh, she had a good connection with him. It was very helpful too. Um, so different, different things. Uh, we can take one more question. There's someone here with a hat. The microphone is coming. Thanks. Francois, um, did you and Jean-Pierre Lyot uh, get along on set in, during the film? And have you guys watched it together since you've made it? I, I wonder what the um, kind of relationship that you guys had during the set and, and now. Joker. <laughs> Joker. <laughs> Uh, we can take... Uh, <laughs> uh, we can take one more question. There was someone... I'm sorry. <laughs> it's part of the answer, too, with uh, uh, Boris' connection with the film. Uh, so I'm, I'm sorry, Francoise, but uh, this, uh, this story that you saw there comes from original characters. It's pretty well known, you know, Jean Stache uh, is talking about his own life here. And uh, yeah, I was surprised when we when we put those rights and start working on it, on how everything was so fresh. I mean, all the people involved into this film are very, very sensitive about it. And even if it happened like 40 years ago or even more, you feel like it happened one year ago. The shooting was was just there. The, the relationship between people, the sensitivity of it, and how uh, um, it, it, it's, it's still very strong right there. Thank you. That was an in incredible experience. And um, <clears throat> your performance was in incredibly powerful and really sort of got under my skin. And um, two questions. One is, was there any improvisation at all? And the other is, which is, might be hard to answer, how do you get to the other side? No improvisation, not at all. Uh, the text was said uh, to the comma, and if you forget the comma, uh, it was stop and do it again. So. And now the second question, I can't answer. Uh, everyone finds his own way. And I, I'm sorry, I can't have no recipe. Um, I just want to finish by saying that it was really great to have you here, but also we will, there's another screening of Mozart Hall tomorrow night that you will present. Uh, and we, we bring the entire Jean Eustache uh, catalog, uh, I mean, film, filmography here at Film at Lincoln Center next year. Uh, maybe Francoise will come back because she'll be traveling and being on a different journey with another film. <laughs> uh, and, and thank you so much for bringing this amazing work back to an audience and working with us. And thank you so much, Francoise, for coming here tonight. Thank you. Thank you.